0: why am I so worried about looking perfect and pleasing these people or these different entities, none of whom are my parents or have any authority over me?
1: People-pleasing happens when you don't know yourself and you don't know what you bring to the table.
0: I personally believe that people-pleasing comes out of a perfectionist mindset. The perfectionist mindset that gives birth to people pleasing and wanting to please people is actually born out of white supremacy
1: hello and welcome back to shades of strong hey natty what's up how you doing today
0: hey. I'm doing okay. I'm pleased and pleasantly surprised to say. Pleased. <laughs> doing okay. I
1: like that. Comfortable with the adjective. She is pleased. Yes, I love it. <laughs> <You too. laughs> Well. Am I pleased today? Yeah, I guess I am. Been, <laughs> you know what? It's been a, it's been <laughs> it's been a light day. Like I haven't been nearly as heavy. That's good. As I have been, it's been a it's been a, a fairly light day. So I guess I'm pleased too. Look at that. Look at God. Won't he make it? Okay. You look at God. God. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Okay. Anywho. <laughs> <He knew. laughs> Follow us on your favorite social media on are Shades of Strong everywhere. Website is Shades of For our new listeners, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the goodness that is Shades of Strong. I remember how scared I was to launch Shades of Strong. I wanted to launch it specifically for black women. And I was a little scared because, you know, we have friends that are white and I didn't know how they would feel about it, and my mom wasn't crazy about the idea. Even my daughter was feeling some type of way about it because I remember when we did the the Bible class.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had a black ladies on front on the front of a, a matter of fact, there was your face that was on the on the devotional, and she was oh, like, right, oh, right. I don't know if we should put a black face on it because you know you want to pull everybody in," and I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> Dang. But I did it anyway, which leads me into today's topic. Today I have to talk about people pleasing because oftentimes we get caught up in things like that where we find ourselves doing things because that's what people want us to do. Then we end up miserable because we're doing a thing to please other people and not ourselves. That was my thing. I think launching the podcast was probably one of the biggest challenges I had when it came to running away from people pleasing because our country was in a was and still is (laughs) in a very divisive state when I launched the podcast Donald Trump had been in office maybe a year what was it 2018
0: so going on a full year
1: yeah so he was he was in office and so I was like sure you really don't want to contribute to the divisiveness that is our country are you sure you want to do that you know what about your friend? How, how is she going to feel about it? So I went through all of that, but then I just did it because I'm like, I can either do what I know I've been called to do and be happy walking in my calling and my purpose or do what what other people expect me to do and be miserable. So Natty, you know, I have a question for you. What mm-hmm. is your people pleasing story? Has there been Ooh. a time where you desperately wanted to please a person, but then you was like, nah, I ain't doing that? and then went in the opposite direction.
0: As far as the, I started out wanting to please someone, and then I was like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I can't say that that's the way it worked out for me. I came to a realization that I was tired of people pleasing in general. And I've given this a lot of thought over the years because I had to come to a point where I had to decide that I was tired of people-pleasing in general. I've described myself in the past. I mean, and it's not that it's not true now, but I've said before in the past that I am a recovering perfectionist. And in this society, perfectionism is seen as like almost like a badge of honor. Like You're such a perfectionist, so everything, all the work that you do is is... So excellent because you're a perfectionist and blase blah, blah. And I believe, I personally believe that people pleasing comes out of a perfectionist mindset because you want to be seen as near perfect. Clearly no one is perfect, but we obviously have these perfectionist mindsets. So we think we can be as perfect as possible without being completely perfect and i think people pleasing is born out of that mindset. And then the more i thought about that, I thought about, well, why am i so worried about looking perfect and pleasing these people or whatever, you know, these different entities none of whom pay my bills, not none of whom are my parents or have any authority over me. Why am i so worried about that? About pleasing other people. And i've come to the conclusion that the perfectionist mindset that gives birth to people-pleasing and wanting to please people is actually born out of white supremacy. I really think that is because you get this. This is just me speaking from personal experience. Mm -hmm. My goal all those years of being a perfectionist and wanting to please other people was so that I could look a certain way to other people. And when I really got down to it, it was all so I could look worthy to people who didn 't think I was worthy in the first place, I had to prove my worthiness to people, and I think that's a function of whiteness I think that's a function of white supremacy and then i 'm like no I don't want to do that anymore. I have no desire whatsoever to seek the approval or validation of people who don't even see me as human and I don't want to seek the approval of or validation of anyone else. I only want to feel like I can validate myself and accept myself, which is something that we've been talking about for the past two seasons, learning to love ourselves and accept ourselves. So it wasn't like an incident where there was a certain person that I was wanting to please, and then I was like, screw that. It was more a lifetime of wanting to please people and wanting to be seen a certain way, wanting to be seen as near perfect, especially to white people, because most of the people in my environment, when I'm at work, church and all that, those are white people. It was mostly about that. And it was a lifetime of doing that. And then I finally just got to a point where I decided, no, that's not what I want. That's not, I'm not going to do it anymore. I think me doing that for so long, it just kind of hit me one day that, yeah, why am I trying to look a certain way to people who don't even see me as human? Why am I wasting my time, precious breath, and energy trying to do things to make myself seem worthy enough to—I don't know—not be killed by the police or whatever. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it anymore.
1: I was feeling the same way about that, and again, people pleasing. I—I I was kind of trying to stay away from it, but I think you may be right because even when you were talking, what came to mind was code switching and mm-hmm. shift shaping because. What we do is when we're in the presence of people who don't look like us, then we automatically code switch so that we will be acceptable in their mm-hmm. presence to them mm-hmm. in, their, in their presence. And so I think you might be right that it goes back to people pleasing goes back to white supremacy or who they deem to be supreme because I don't deem them to be supreme. But right, um, it's 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 kind of a misnomer definitely. <laughs> but we yes. use the term for so long. <laughs> yes, for so long, but listen. But I think you are absolutely right in that assertion, Natalie, because we have been so accustomed to trying to fit in with them. And I'll give you a perfect example given the, the current state of our country. I asked my friend who happens to be white, what she was doing to stand up against the injustices and mistreatment of Black people. And she was immediately offended by it. And she said that I was attacking her and that I was shaming her and blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) the fragility...
1: Out. Okay. And, and so I was taken aback because, you know, I thought we were better than that. And I never saw her as that person. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I said that to say this I was afraid to, initially, I was afraid to have the conversation with her because I didn't mm. want to ruin what we had because we've been friends for a really long time. And so right. I was like, I just kept putting it off. But in my spirit, I knew I need to ask, ask her this because I'm watching her social media pages. I don't see her saying anything about it. She's posting other mm-hmm. stuff. She's not saying anything about this. And so I'm starting to be offended mm-hmm. and I'm beginning mm-hmm. to feel betrayed by my best friend because I feel mm-hmm. like she should be standing up because I feel like if she doesn't If she's not standing up, then she doesn't see me and she doesn't see my black Right, And so I'm like, you have to have this conversation, Cheryl. But because of the people pleasing in me, I was like, no, don't rock the boat. You know, you don't have to. You
0: were afraid of offending her feelings, causing her her discomfort. Right. But then
1: I was causing myself discomfort as a result mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. not wanting to call And she hurt. didn't
0: mind offending you. Right? And she didn't mind. Right.
1: She didn't mind offending me. Needless to say, we are not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. I said that to say that I wholeheartedly agree with you. That I think that's where it it stems from. It stems from that our need to feel accepted by the air quotes mm-hmm. dominant culture, and so we mm-hmm. often find our, ourselves abandoning who we are and abandoning the things that we love and the things that we've been called to do, the things we've been purposed to do to stay in good graces with them. Right. Right. And for what? For what? And for what you just said, you and
0: your former best friend had been best friends for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that means years. Mm -hmm. And on a dime, she can be like, Nope. Yeah, so what, 2008, what was... girl, and here we are, 2020, Ooh, girl. Yeah, twelve years. So it's like, so you've known me for twelve whole ass years, and you know I have a black son who probably, when he goes out anywhere, at some point, somebody, maybe one, maybe two, but somebody is probably looking at him sideways. And feeling suspicious of him, and afraid of him, and all this stuff, and in light of everything that you've seen on the news and on me in the media, you're not going to say a word when your so-called not best one. friend that you've been friends with for twelve whole X years one. is right in front of you. Mm-hmm. That is egregious, and I can't. I'm so sorry, Shirley. And honestly, I I haven't had an experience like that. But in the past, I've had so-called white friends that were super, super close to me. I was super, super close to. And no, girl, no. Because the first chance they got, they either stabbed me in the back or threw me under the bus in some way, form or fashion. Just completely dismissive and oblivious to anything that's going on with me. And I realized that the... The so-called friendships weren't really relationships. They were these transactions. It was like, I'm there for you. You're there for me to a certain degree. But I now that I think about it, the things that you have done for me, they probably are things that you did to make yourself feel good, make you feel like, oh, you're helping me, air quotes, because I need help. Or I'm some sort of project to you or something. I don't know. And then you can come and dump all over me and tell me all your problems, be a complete emotional vampire to me, and everything's fine. You can be rude to my kid, but we're supposed to be friends. Those have been my kinds of experiences. And I'm like, I don't get it. It's it's like, it's fascinating how easy it is to not really see
1: the humanity of someone. You know, like 12 years? Are you serious? Initially, I was hurt by it. But I think more more than hurt by it, I think I was shocked because I never expect, I think a part of me did expect it because had I not expected, then I wouldn't have been afraid to have the conversation. And so a part of me mm-hmm. had to know that somewhere di- down in there that the conversation was had the possibility of going left because I was hesitant about having the conversation. So I feel like deep down in my soul, I probably knew, you yeah. know, but we kind of just kind of blow these things off and, you know, and mm-hmm. think, oh you know she's my friend she loves me you know, and i and i'm not saying that anyway let's leave that there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there's a lot there. to unpack with that
1: yeah we'll, we'll we'll leave thoughts, that there for now
0: we'll leave that we there but we get that's
1: another conversation for another day yeah we'll leave that there for now mm-hmm. but i did want to on, on that same note i did want to mention about the posting on social media like even with people in the black community and a black culture I've noticed that a lot of them aren't posting either. And I think it's for the same reason that you just said, Natty. It's because they are afraid that they're going to rock the boat with some of their, mm. their white friends. And so it, rather than stand up and speak for the things that they know are right and speak against the things that they know are wrong, they rather just mm-hmm. be, remain silent. And that's people pleasing, too. And we, we got we to gotta get away from that. Yes. Yes, we definitely do. I had no intentions for this conversation to go there, but since it did, <laughs> clearly that's where it did. Well, we're to go. talking about people pleasing, so it's, <laughs> it's related. It's definitely related. I was listening to Lovey's and Yvonne's podcast, Jesus and Jollof. but she said something mm-hmm. so profound to me. She said, people pleasing happens when you don't know yourself and you don't know what you bring to the table. Right. And I was like, that That's is true. so, that is so true because even in th- those in- in- instances that we were just talking about, I can say that I didn't truly know myself enough to know what I brought to that, to that friendship, because had I known Me myself, neither. had I known mm-hmm. myself well and en- well enough, then I would have known that the friendship wasn't what I thought right. it was. Right. You know? And so right. I wasn't secure in who I am. And I think it goes back to mm-hmm. what we've talked about a number of times on, on this podcast. It, it goes back to self-love. How much do you yes. love yourself? Do you love yourself enough to say, I'm going to do what makes me happy versus what, mm-hmm. I, what other people think I should be doing? That's right. That's, really I right. think that's the root of it. Even, even if we were to take it to, self, to white supremacy, I think it's still the root of it is self-love. Yeah, the the, the self-love
0: for us is very much an antidote to our own internalized white supremacy.
1: Exactly.
0: Like the antidote to the the anti-blackness that we've internalized, at least for me, the antidote to my internalized anti-blackness and misogyny and misogynoir was my own self-love. The more I started to love myself and really accept myself, As I got to know myself better, like what I was truly about, and accept that and love that, the more I was purging all of that internalized
1: garbage. And then, yeah, it was easy to say, "I'm not trying to please you." Who are you, right? And it's like you said, it is internalized because I think it goes all the way back to childhood and the environment that we that we grew up in, the parental environment that Mm -hmm. we grew up in because even our parents I could only speak for myself but even our parents unintentionally made us feel like the white people were better than us oh yeah when you went into a store in a grocery store but don't you go in here and embarrass me Mm -hmm. don't you do this and don't you do that because white people were going to be around or if you went to a public building. And white people were going to be around. You got to talk before you went in that building. In other yep. words, yep. you'd be a well-behaved Black child.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the, all of that stuff, that's where people pleasing comes from. It comes from us not loving ourselves enough, not knowing what we bring to the table, not truly knowing right. who we are. I think you're
0: right that there are probably like our generation, our parents, I think you're right that there were probably a lot of parents that felt deep inside that they weren't, they were inferior because again, internalized bull- My parents, I never got that feeling from them. I never, especially my dad. I know for a fact that my dad did not think white people were better than him. Absolutely not. There are, were little fringes of respectability and And some colorism, too, but at the end of the day, he was very vocal, pretty vocal about his own sense of his worth, and it being because he was a he was a black man and not a white man. I think the respectability and all of that, and the colorism too, I think for my family and my experience, I think that stemmed from a false notion that okay we've we've got to be in proximity to these people so in order for us to be safe in order for us to keep you safe you got to make a grade you got to do this you got to do that because you are smart enough anyway you're smarter than those other kids but you in order for you not to face um any real danger you've got to be the best because that way they can't they can't come at you with anything and so there was there was that i think For some parents, it might have been um, a sense of inferiority because of of internalized stuff. And then for other parents, like my parents, I think it was like, we're going to blend in as much as we can when we're in these environments for your own safety and for our safety because we're from Georgia and we know what's up. I definitely did not feel that in my home. I remember growing up in my home thinking, honestly in a lot of ways like like the Tupac line I remember Marvin Gaye used to sing to me yeah me feeling like black was the thing to be like I really kind of felt that <laughs> I felt that the 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 insecurity that I started that I started to have from a young child didn't come from feeling inferior to white people at least not until I was like in like early elementary school because uh-huh. I'm being around them it came from colorism it came from, uh-huh. hey, you're not quite light enough. That's going to not be good for you. This and that and not the other. That's where it came from. But other than that, it was like, no, you black. And that's great. And you blessed. Like, you know, it's just, it's very, it was a very odd, you know, it's a very interesting dynamic. But yeah, I think with black parents in our generation, I feel like maybe it could be one or the other. It could probably be other things too, but those are the, you know, what you mentioned and this, I think
1: those are definitely factors. I think the first thing, the first thing that we need to do as black women is we need to, well, you know what, before I say that, let me say this. Because this people pleasing thing can also go right back to our families. We are so good at putting ourselves on the back burner because we don't want our children to feel neglected. Never mind, we're mm-hmm. neglected, we're neglecting ourselves. We don't want our spouses mm-hmm. to feel neglected, but never mind we're neglecting ourselves. We jump over, jump through hoops for the people that we work for. Because mm-hmm. we want to make sure they are that they're happy. We want to make sure that the manager or the boss or whomever sees us in a good light. So we jump through hoops for them. Never never mind that we're not being compensated fairly for the work that we're doing, but we still want Mm -hmm. to make them feel good about us. As a parent, I had to learn that it's okay for you to put you first. And you and I have talked about this a number of times. It's okay to put you first as a wife. It's okay to put you first but there there um i think what we struggle with as black women is we want to be the good wife we want to be the good mother and so we have trouble defining the line i think is what we have trouble mm-hmm. with defining where that line is of take care of yourself first and then take care of your family i was talking to a lady the, the other day i was just like i was just like in a just real emotional state and i was talking to her and she said, and she said to me, she was like, Cheryl, it's okay to fill your cup first. And I was like, Yeah. It was just like I needed somebody to say that to me. And I think as black women, that's where we are. We are waiting for for someone to give us permission to fill our cups first. But you have to fill your cup mm-hmm. first before you can fill anybody else's cup. Yeah. You have yeah. to feel your cup first but that goes back to we want so desperately for our children to love us we want to be the cool mom we want to be the perfect wife we want and that's just like you said perfection perfectionism we want to be all of that so we forget to love us first yeah we have to do better with that we absolutely have to do better with that so how are you dividing right. the line i think i
0: am getting a better grip these last couple of years especially i think i'm getting a better grip on what you're talking about and i it again it goes back to the self love right so i am someone who tends to love very practically so like i love you like surely i love you i consider you one of my closest friends and so I love you. And so it's like, oh, I love Shirley. Mm-hmm. And she said she wasn't feeling good last week and she just really would love to have some, I don't know, some jambalaya or whatever. So I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Uber Eats and have one of these restaurants deliver some jambalaya to her house. It's a very practical kind of thing. I love you. I remember you saying you needed new socks. So I went and got you these new socks. Here you go. I love you. that That's kind of like how, I tend to show love. I also do it through words, lots of words of affirmation. That's actually my love language. I love getting words of affirmation. And I also love gifts, which I think is kind of related to what I'm talking about. And I love quality time. Uh But yeah, it's like these very practical actions. Um, And I think a lot of Black women have that too, because like we love uh, those of us who do love cooking when we don't have to, like when we can actually just Cook for the enjoyment of it. We love cooking for ourselves and for our families, right? So I'm very practical. And I realized, hey, you have not done any of these practical things really for yourself. You've done some, used to do superficial things, you know, like going to getting your hair done and uh-huh. all the superficial things before you had more kids and everything. And then you stopped doing all of it because, hey, you can't do that stuff now. You've got to just be mom, you, you, you've you got to don't spend money on getting your hair done. Are you stupid? Like, you've got to go get the groceries and you've got to do this. And, okay. and you're only buying things for the kids. And, da, da, da. and so I stopped actually doing practical things for myself until my body was like, hey, I'm in trouble. And now it's like, oh, wait, I actually have to rest. I actually have to, I'm on medication. I have to do these things. And as I've learned to get into those habits, I do it a lot better and I I take the initiative to rest and I take the initiative to make my art. I take the initiative to sit in the car cuz I need alone time and write and journal or I take the initiative to just go for a walk and listen to my music. Now I'm doing those practical things for myself because I actually love myself more and it doesn't take anything from my family. Like they don't feel neglected. They don't feel not loved. They don't, you know, they're not like looking at me like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing these, these things. You're a horrible mom, you're a horrible wife. Like my husband's, my relationship with my husband is even better. And my relationship with my children is good. So it's like, oh, wow. So I really, oh my God, it's true. You can't pour from an empty cup. So I really did need to fill my cup. And Mm -hmm. now I Don't forget to do it because you tend to forget that when you don't truly fully love yourself, I think Uh you start to disappear. And when you love yourself, you don't let yourself disappear. And then you're able to fill your cup with what you need. And then you can pour from that cup onto everything and everyone else around you. You know, as far as defining the line, the line was kind of defined for me. It was like, whoa, my health is deteriorating. My body is telling me what to do and I'd better listen this time. So I I started listening. It was kind of defined for me. So if you don't let it get to the point where the line has to be defined for you by your own body, start to love your body before it gets to that point.
1: Absolutely. The thing that stood out the most for me was that when you said that I'm a better wife and I'm and I'm a better mom. And I love that you said that because I think that people pleasing lends itself to self-sabotage because it does does. because think about it you are like seriously running yourself ragged trying to do all the things for all the people Mm -hmm. and there Mm -hmm. you are your your health is deteriorating you're miserable your emotions are all over the place your moods are all over the place you you're not sleeping well you're not you're Mm -hmm. not as as productive you know, as you would as you would be if you were not trying so hard to people please. So I think that people pleasing lends itself to self-sabotage. We gotta stop doing that. And I'm gonna tell you about my morning routine. I think I said it here before, but it helps me as far as stealing my cup first. Like when my alarm goes off, I I used to be weeks ago I had stopped meditating and stuff, but now I put this little note on my on my um, you know how you can label your alarm on your phone? And mm-hmm. my, my alarms is is labeled as Cheryl, fill your cup first. And so when oh, that goes hey, off, that. yes, when that goes off, what I do is I get up because it's a reminder to me that I got to take care of me. And the only, only way I'm going to be able to take care of the other people in my life is to take care of me first. So my label says, right. fill your cup first. And that motivates me to get out of bed and do the thing that I know. That will will um contribute to a better day for me and for the people around me, so rather than me mm-hmm. striving so hard to please them, I please myself first
0: <laughs> and yeah. then
1: please, and then pleasing myself, I'm in turn being them. but I please me first yeah, yeah.
0: it's that's the that's the that's the it's one hundred percent true mm-hmm. as we really do care. For ourselves genuinely, and we spend the energy needed to care for ourselves, that reproduces that care mm-hmm. out into Absolutely. our atmosphere. Absolutely. It really does. And just to go back to what you were saying about the self-sabotage, the self-sabotage, like people pleasing being self-sabotage, I-, I think you've really that's a really, really good point. Because if we take it back to what I was saying about the white supremacy what does that want from us as Black people and as Black women specifically?
1: It wants to sabotage. It wants us downtrodden.
0: To sabotage us. It wants us to feel less than. Mm -hmm. Yes, it wants us downtrodden. It -hmm. wants us defeated. So that then it can feed us with lies of, see, I told you you're not good enough. See, I told you absolutely. you were lazy. See, I told you you were ugly. I told you were I told you were ugly. I told you you were dumb. Yeah. I told you. And it's like, wait, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So you're absolutely right about being on that cycle of people pleasing, mm-hmm. being a form of self-sabotage. It is. And it totally feeds that, that, that monster that wants us to feel like we're inferior um, when in reality we're, we're equal. We're and equal. we're wonderful, and we're beautiful. We're beautiful, and we're all the yeah. things. All yes. the things. Magic, honey. Magic. Magic.
1: Okay. You better recognize <laughs> the magic. <laughs> so it's like one. To... Just imagine, like some glittery sprinkles. Like put bim- me exactly. There we, <laughs> there we are. There we are. What's it called? Uh, um, pixie dust, or what is it called? Pixie dust. The pixie, pixie dust. dust and the fragrant mist. Yes. 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 There you go. <laughs> pixie dust and fragrant mist. Yes. That. <laughs> so, in the words of Natty, if you want to come from a place where you're not people pleasing, stop feeding the monster. <laughs> yeah, Nat, yeah. Natty says we're feeding the monster, so stop. Feeding mm-hmm. the monster. That means stop giving it your energy. Stop giving in to the I'm not good enough. I'm not. I, I can't do this because my hair is not this way or my skin is not mm-hmm. that way. All of mm-hmm. that. You are good enough. I'm not good enough because I don't have this education because I didn't go to mm-hmm. this Ivy League school. You are mm-hmm. good enough. You are good enough. So stop feeding. The monster,
0: because that mess is a monster. monster, and you know it.
1: I am always going back and forth in my mind with these negative with these negative thoughts, like you're not good enough. But what I've been telling myself uh, as of late is, I am good enough right here, right now, in this moment. I am still growing. I am still healing, and that has been such a blessing to me. Like it, it, it has really been keeping me in a positive space and keeping me pushing. So yeah, any closing words, Natty, before, before we get out? Well, I think I'll say something that I've
0: said many times on different episodes. It bears repeating. It's always gonna bear re- repeating. You're absolutely beautiful. And you're absolutely brilliant. And you're absolutely worthy and deserving of every good and beautiful thing. It's, it's the truth. It's not something that's up for debate. It is the truth. So please take that and hold it close to you and sit with it for several minutes at least after you mm-hmm. listen to this. And and let it really wash over you and sink in because it's the truth.
1: And you deserve all the things. You yeah. deserve yeah. all the things. You don't have to... Bow down or see yourself less than anyone else because of the color of your skin, because of the texture of your hair, because of schools you went to, because of the neighborhood you live in, the car that you drive. You are not Mm -hmm. less than. So you don't have to walk around trying to make everybody happy except yourself. You are Mm -hmm. more than enough. More than enough. That's right. Always have been and always will always be. Ha- always have been always will be. So again, stop feeding the monster. And that's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: love that we came up with a mantra for today's yeah. episode. Stop feeding <laughs> the
1: monster. The monster. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. All right, guys, we are going to get out of here once again. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we, we couldn't do it the without y'all. We out here doing the darn yeah. thing, but we could not do it without y'all. Y'all are all the things to us, and we are so appreciative yeah. that you know y'all have been hanging in here with us. We like we love y'all. We do. Anyway, we're gonna get out of here. Shades are strong everywhere, are strong.com. all of that. If you need us, hit us up and we mean that with everything in us. All right. Bye. Bye.